What's happening, my friends? It's the 5th of November, 2020. It was a beautiful day today. I didn't see too much of it. I was friggin' exhausted. Woo! Busy day yesterday at the office. Of course, there's this background stress of this fucked up election and on top of the coronavirus and post-Halloween and all the shit that that I've been talking about that you know too well don't need to be reminded of. But this election, oh my God, this is crazy, man. Listen, just my opinion, but we need to be, if we are truly exceptional, if America is an exceptional place, if we're better than the rest, if we're at the top of the fucking heap, then we need to behave like it. You know, it doesn't matter what you did yesterday. It doesn't matter who we bested in the wars gone by and the things that we invented and the innovations, courtesy the West and America in particular. It's a wonderful story. But if you read that shit, and if you watch those movies, you need to respect it. You need to honor that history by making good on it. By being fucking solid individuals. By not trying to kill each other again, like the Civil War. By not allowing the same old issues to crop back up and take a big, hearty, smelly, disgusting dump on our society. We all have this responsibility. None of us is perfect, all right? None of us is perfect, but God, we need to be freaking better than than we are being, you know? Got 50, you know, it looks it looks like last I checked, Biden had the edge, but it was a fairly close race so far. And sounds like tomorrow we should, maybe tonight, we should find out who won this election. With the popular vote and the um, whatever the fuck you call it, the other the electoral college. You know, we're going to find out who won this, who, what, what the math is on this. Crunch the numbers on this shit, and let's look at it. I mean, we got some really smart people in the society. You know, we've got some of the greatest uh, universities, centers of learning, think tanks, all that shit throughout, distributed throughout the United States. All those Ivy League schools and MIT and all this shit, Stanford, Harvard, Yale, motherfuckers, step forward. Okay? And enough of these stereotypes of learned individuals being all liberal and, and all, you know, it's not, I mean, there might be a, a, ter- a tendency towards that because I think the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. And so... There's a tendency for people who um, have studied things and looked at them from varied angles to try to 
improve society or to grow, to leave behind some of the things that might be holding us down. And so progress. The progressives are probably um, got a college ed- degree under their freaking belt or several. But anyway, whatever we got to do, let's crunch the numbers on this, do the basic math and com- come up with a tally. And then let's just go with it, man. Let's honor our nation and its history. Let's honor it by keeping the home fires burning, by really keeping America great. Listen, I'm not saying that America is not exceptional. We are in in a lot of ways, but again, it doesn't matter what heroic shit you did yesterday. Unless you got a goddamn Nobel Prize or the Congressional Medal of Honor, keep on plugging away, man. Keep on grinding. Because you can backtrack. You can lose ground. We need to become better. Your responsibility then is not to, all right, let's just keep this, let's let's just hold this hill. No, you need to build things on that hill. You need to to make things better. You need to find other avenues of um, innovation and and creativity and change. And we need to make our society a better place. Or keep it, you know. And it's challenging. Keep it so. It's challenging to do that. You know, you look at the New England Patriots uh, for a simple example or the, the winningest uh, athlete you can think of, whether it's Serena Williams or Jackie Joyner Kersey or Michael Johnson or fucking whoever, Mary Lou Retton. You know, there's some great people that have done some tremendous things uh, in every segment of our society, every sector. And we honor them by repeating that work and by building upon it and by respecting it and in terms of our society we always talk about our forefathers and such and the cinematic portrayals and books and movies and memes about our forefathers and about you know this is what they the framers envisioned okay well let's be true to that then Let's respect them. Let's have people who are of that caliber now. You know, Thomas Jefferson's and Benjamin Franklin's. You know, they're they're outstanding individuals from every generation. And our our nation is only hundreds of years old. Let's keep it wonderful. Let's not drag it through the fucking mud. Now, I feel that people that behave like a Donald Trump, like he's not a statesman, okay? He's not a polished guy, my opinion. Not that you need to be polished, but you need to have assert your act together to some degree. You can't be an asshole to people because you don't want to make enemies. You need to be constructive, not destructive. I feel like a lot of his behavior, it's, it's not even like a... A stereotype or some sort of because of one thing or a few things that he fucked up on. He's just not a nice guy, man. 
Like he's a an egomaniac. He's a fucking liar. And you can't lie like that so chronically and expect that not to permeate the halls of our Congress and the White House. And it's a blight. It's a blemish. It's a big, giant, smelly turd on our nation when we behave like this. We can't, you can't expect people at the lower levels of our society to operate above board if we have folks at the highest level of our society behaving so irresponsibly. Biden, is he the solution? Hell no. I don't think he's the perfect solution, but he definitely represents a little bit closer to what our ideals are. I believe he's been in the business long enough to be able to reach across the aisle and to, to communicate with people who he's worked with over decades and other world leaders and sectors, segments of our society that are looking to move forward. Like, first and foremost, from the coronavirus. We need to find a way to, to unfuck this, you know? We are this highly evolved creature, and we've got a not even a single-celled organism, a piece of DNA with a cell membrane around it. It's not even by some considered a living thing, and it's got us on the run. It's killed hundreds of thousands of people. It could kill many more. It's got people fearful and reluctant to come together for special events and holidays. It is an obstacle in our way. It's a tough itch to scratch, but we need to fucking get beyond it. We need to have a plan. No, not a plan that includes us locking our doors and never coming out again, but we need to thwart this fucking thing. And in order to do that, we need to work together. So, anyway, I'll be happy when we're not talking about the election anymore or any drama on the political front. I'm not a politician. This is just, I'm trying to talk sense here. So we'll see what happens. I, you know, I, I had a few friends whom I love so much. These guys I grew up with in Jersey, and they got me on. I'm, I'm honored to be on a text message thread where they are, you know, to be still connected with them and to feel like I'm one of the crew, like I belong there. But they're throwing around all this, you know, be ready to for socialism and introduce your kids to socialism and horrible things, even, even, you know, some bigoted things that, that, uh, that they're saying, which I, I don't get it. I don't assume that everybody agrees with you, but I think a lot of people do agree. Unfortunately, they see something in Trump that I don't see. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but if you're looking at Joe Biden and saying, look, this is socialism, Joe Biden is a moderate, you know, he's not, uh, not anybody who's to the extreme, nor will he be encouraged to let those people um, to the extreme left do stupid shit. Does care about the environment. Does want to be a president for everyone. At least on paper, you know, at least lip service, giving lip service to the notion that he's going to represent all of us and that we're going to get through the coronavirus, and we're going to bring the economy back. And, you know, the guy's got maybe a decade of life left in him. 
maybe he's a little rusty. I'm sure he is, like most grandparents. But fuck, give him some credit. And he's been, he's willing to die in this job, basically. Because this guy has fucked a lot up. It's an interesting thing, man. So, my piece, you know, that's my piece. I hope that, I hope that Biden wins. I hope that, I think that that will allow us to move forward as a nation. Um, I don't think, I don't feel like Trump has done a lot of good. I don't think he's done a lot of good. I mean, I'm sure there's some things that he's done, helpful to veterans and trying to move, you know, how do you accomplish all these things? I'm, I don't want to make excuses for the guy. I don't think he's done a whole lot. Trade shit that he's talking about, I don't know, I feel like every time he takes the microphone, he's pointing the finger at another nation, whether it's China or whatever. You know, somebody could say something about he, um, the Middle East, he's doing something for Middle East peace. I think that people see that the guy at the microphone is Donald Trump and he lies so much that they don't take him seriously. These people have been killing each other for millennia. They're not going to, because Donald Trump set up a ceasefire or something, they're not going to adhere to that long term. I mean, it's anything is, is positive uh, that he's done. That's, that's wonderful. Thank you, Donald. But what about the other shit that you've done to negate that, to drag our freaking country through the mud? What about that? What about the shit talking and the, the uh, making light of different people in our society? You know, you're alienating entire half the population. You're alienating. It's not necessary. Like you need to bring people together, even if you don't agree with them. You need to be. You need to let them know that you hear them, and that you're reasonable. That that, you, that they can work with you, and then they'll be more likely to work with you. So that we can get things done. Like, we need cooperation. We don't need, okay, this is the enemy. You know, all the Republicans, you know, the right, you know, we, that's my party. I love the rural areas. I love, the, you know, the Texas. Well, I love Texas, too. I love people from all over. I don't want to stereotype, but there's a lot of people that live in the middle of nowhere and areas where... Um, they think that Donald Trump speaks their language, and that's—I think—that's insulting to them as human beings because he's—they're not like him. Any of my buddies that are on this text thread, you're not like him. I said, you know, that he wouldn't have any place in our gang. While we were growing up, Donald Trump was down there in, in freaking Atlantic City, you know, with his casinos and yeah, he carousing and all that shit, and. He wasn't successful in those endeavors. There's a lot of people that lived in our community that worked down in Atlantic City that lost jobs when his shit went under. And he didn't pay contractors and all that shit. I mean, it's known forever. He's not the type of guy that you would want to work for. His, his whole deal is that he's going to fire you. He'd fire every one of you and not lose a freaking second of sleep about it. His whole thing is, you're fired. You're not good enough. He tells you. That's what he's been telling his family, his children. All their lives, most likely. Yeah, you're not good enough. I mean, if we, if there's an intimate side, if there's a caring uh, humanitarian in Donald Trump, 
we haven't heard about it. You know, that uh, he doesn't show that side. He doesn't show it. It's not there. There's no vulnerability. You win. You're fired. I'm the boss. Those things that people say I did, I never did. That's the fake news. Fake news is saying that. I know, but I, it never happened. Okay. Send in the lawyers. I won. Uh, we don't need to count any more votes. I know it's a pandemic and people are afraid to leave their houses. And we set up this, uh, uh, this, this uh, mail-in voting has existed for a very long time and has worked fine with minimal fraud. But um, it's, it's not legitimate. We don't count those votes because I already won. Negative, my friend. The votes need to be counted. The numbers need to be crunched. You know, don't say that a vote uh, that a vote is illegitimate before you've even done the tally. You want somebody in there controlling for it or monitoring it? Go ahead. It should be fair. But if you lose fair and square, I mean, do we have any indication that if the things don't go your way, that you're going to be okay? looks like the numbers are legit. So he's basically saying that our elective process is fucked up. I mean, what circumstances, under what circumstances would he... What the fuck is going on here? Under what circumstances would he consent to a result... If he won, those are the only circumstances that he would find reasonable. If is if he won the election, anything else is fraud. This fucking guy has been a liar his entire life, man. Look at all the accusations cast at this guy. Now you spent enough time in the limelight, you you know, under the microscope people notice things. They make things up. Maybe stories become bigger than they actually are in reality. But all this shit, a healthy percentage of it is true. And he tells us every day who he is. You know, this is the things that come out of his mouth. He's not a fucking good guy, man. Anyway, I don't want to ramble about this guy or make this podcast about that. Politics, obviously, this is a current event and it's something that is buzzing through our society and creating a lot of noise and I'm ready for it to end. I think everybody is. They're ready for it to to be over. They want closure. We don't want uh, lawsuits about the election result and the incumbent refusing to leave and who fucking knows, man? Who knows what could happen? If he, if he suggests that this election is not legitimate, if the outcome is, you know, doesn't fall in his favor, he could create a major, he could create a civil war. Half of the population is, you know, or close to half the population, 40-something percent, are fans of his, voted for him. He can create a deep division that will take forever to heal. And we got to, we're gonna have to have this banter back and forth. Unless somebody stands up and says, "Okay, we're not going to do this anymore," 
this is the result that, that you know you, you didn't win and you know th- this is Joe Biden's the president of the United States right now you know it's like uh, I think I said earlier it's like the Eagle or my kids freaking football game when the, when we start losing everybody the most reasonable people out there in the crowd parents and coaches are railing at the refs and saying how much they pay, how much they pay in your ref oh you guys are terrible that's a terrible call why because it didn't go your way you know sometimes that is the case and sometimes it is emotion you know we all again we're all fucked up we all are capable of this behavior we all do it daily you know we we overreact we say things we don't mean we misjudge scenarios we get things wrong and think that they and insist that they were right i know we're all capable of this behavior but when you see it on the, you expect more from the people at the highest levels of our society. I don't know. Should we expect more? I don't know. Just give somebody, give me a fucking hero, you know? Every week in my kid's football game. Oh, refs, I can't believe it. These refs are walking around on the field trying to maintain impartiality. And they're usually little fat fucks. There's one guy looks like Humpty Dumpty. No offense to him, but these refs get gigantic fucking beer bellies, you know, running around there playing God on the football field. I'm sure some of them are real Peters, but they you can see that they that this is something that they have to deal with. Like this is something that is is part of the game and usually when tempers flare, they calm down. If they don't, you can send that coach off the field. You know. And we all know stories and have witnessed firsthand how parents and coaches that things uh, can go can go uh, off the rails sometimes. We can't afford to go off the rails as a nation because a lot of people are looking and have historically looked at America as exceptional, as a voice of reason, as innovative, as competitive. You know, as just. So when we stop being that, we stop being that that uh, figure, that icon of of truth and justice and and all that stuff. Like, was that bullshit? Was that bullshit that we were taught? You know, when you listen to the uh, national anthem. And, uh, you know, you're honoring the deeds of the past, of past Americans. We have a story. So what does the next chapter look like? Because we're writing it right now. So what is that chapter going to look like? You want it to be a hero's journey or a horror story? I I don't know if people... Can we... Can we take control of the narrative? Like, can we write the next chapter 
and make it an excellent story. Not always a story that the good guy is going to win every time. It doesn't always have to have a happy ending. You know? But we're writing right now. Whatever the case, you know, we are... We are the authors. How we treat one another. How we behave. The things we stand for. Every day, we have to fight for that. And mistakes will be made. But at this level, we can't make asses out of ourselves. We can't afford another horror story. And I think the last four years have been, you know, they're, it, they've been rough. And this is, this is the, uh, this feels like the final chapter in a book that, that many of us are ready to close. We'd like to write another volume. We'd like to, we have an opportunity to begin again. That's why there are four-year or eight-year total terms that a president can can serve. You know, sometimes it's just ready. Maybe it's time to hand the ball to the other guy again. Trump's shit alone, you know, uh, aside. Maybe it's just that uh, I've read that in the philosophy that that's part of the, our, our balance. People don't want to to change hands, power to change hands, but that's part of the the allure to our 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 um, American being American is that. You're always going to have a chance to start over or uh, pass the ball to some to the other side, and maybe they will. You know, they have their opportunity to to win the election and deal with it and move forward and write an awesome chapter. Sometimes maybe that's not possible. We certainly don't give the other side an opportunity to write without going in there and scribbling it away and dismissing things. and And so I admit that that's. That's a problem. It's, it's hard to get anything done. Maybe Donald would have gotten a lot more done if, if the opposition wasn't always up his ass. But, you know, now it's their turn. Maybe. Let's see what happens. I'll sleep better if it's not another four years of Trump. I'll tell you that right now. All right. Well, love and respect, everybody. Um, this goes for all of us. It's been a tough week. We write our own chapters every day. Tomorrow we write again. Fucking pick up your pen and ink and consider a good plot line because we have to hold ourselves responsible as well and do our part. All right. Have a good night, my friends. Get some sleep. (laughs) 